Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the biggest, the biggest burning questions about every playoff team. But before we get into that, um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about like what former or what sports analyst do y'all dislike and um a, a particular name came up and that was that was paul pierce and uh recently paul pierce has just been talking out of his neck he lived up to the hype of being the one that we disliked the most and i think they're doing this on purpose because you know damn well you shouldn't be asking paul pierce who had a better career you were Dwayne Wade, <laughs> because everybody know the real answer and you know what type of thing he's gonna say it takes it takes a, a bigger man to be like, oh, no, nah, he had a better career than me. But I, he could have said he had a better career than me, but I still did my thing. But nope, he wanted to go all out and say he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. It's ironic yeah. that his name is the truth. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that is a question that puts him in that spot, though. Because you don't want to play yourself off. He has a pretty big ego, and he thinks he was that man throughout his career. So he going to say something. So I definitely see what you're saying when they, they set it up that way. They set it up that way. It's, it's for TV. And it's to get people to talk. And if that's the thing, then they're very successful because it's been on my mind a lot since he said it. And it's funny because he was laughing when he said it. So I think he kind of knew the reaction he was going to get from everyone. I just hope that we never get to that point where we're just saying dumb stuff for people to talk about us. I don't think we ever will. We too, we too good at what we do. I just don't see it. It's, it's no point. Ah, somebody at this table said they can guard KD. And we know the realization of it. It got to the point. So after every Tuesday we record our show, we go to the gym, right? And at the gym last week, we were running fools. It was us four and one of our friends, but our team had to split up. And it's a full court game, and none of us are really in shape anymore. We're trying to get back to that. There's a men's league that we want to join soon so we can get in shape. But regardless, D Mills is on my team. All three of them were on teams. All three of us were on the team. No, Pierre was on the opposite team. And Shout out my boy Tata. It was it was horrible. <laughs> this man that said he can guard Kevin Durant, that said he can guard Jordan in this prime. You remember that? He was like, it's, it couldn't be that hard to guard Jordan. This was when I was in, in my prime. prime. I was in my prime when I was Couldn't there. guard out of yeah, shape. That, that's the thing he always brings up. He says when he was in his prime. Right. Which I never even seen that. One of the funniest moments is we're on offense, me and my team. This man had must have just scored or did something on the offense end that had him dead tired on defense. <laughs> so he in La La Land just just moving, but he not guarding nobody. Not guarding nobody. And so I, I'm running, and I hear Contrero say, D Mills, you going to guard anybody? <laughs> and D Mills say, yeah. I am. <laughs> and then Kitty say, because <laughs> Mills is like, yeah. He's standing at the free throw line doing nothing. <laughs> like, Talk about he guarding up. <laughs> yeah, everybody in man, he just is on, just a la la la. Like, yeah, I am. And that was just crazy. And then uh, I made it a point that I would never be on teams with Derek and Mike again at the same time. At the same time. Though. At the same time. Not Derek, though, because Derek, like, he, he puts more work on me because he doesn't have to give back. So I have to guard multiple people. And I always struggle with guarding one person. <laughs> That's a fact, though. <laughs> That's definitely a fact. You let purple shirt work you. Both purple shirts. I had to get back and be the paint protector. The last two weeks, Mike has guarded someone that has killed him. (laughs) Oh, the week before. White guy. Yeah, the white dude that was posting. (laughs) It's tough. We're going to get in shape, though. We're going to get in shape, and hopefully we can join that league. Yeah, But let's get into playoff talk. So we got technically, what do we have, 18 teams? I'm talking about, well, yeah, we have a week. 16. So it's eight in each conference, but we still got, like, the Heat and the, the Hornets are still fighting. Like, they yep. still got a chance to make okay. it. So there's 18 total teams that are fighting for a playoff spot right now. And every night matters because, like, last night the Miami Heat lost. And um, who else? And then the Hornets won. So that, that helps them out a little bit. And then the Pistons lost to OKC. So, like, each game matters. And what scares me the most is that the Brooklyn Nets have the toughest schedule left in the league. Yes. And they're not secure I'm so afraid for them because they've been having a great season. And then they have um, the last game of the season against the Miami Heat. Which is going to be the one. That's going to be the one that matters the most. And then the Heat, last night they drew up a play for Dwayne Wade, which makes sense because Dwayne Wade, and he's one of the clutchest players ever, more clutch than Paul Pierce. And he sold. 
Did y'all see him do the double pump fake and the, the uh, Josh Koji was just there? And instead of passing it one more to uh, Drogic, he took a contested shot to end the game and they lost. I did not see that. But what I'm seeing when I look at the Miami Heat is that they are a better team on the road, weirdly. They are under 500 at home and above 500 on the road. And they, I mean, I guess that would be good going into the playoffs. Yeah. Since they won't have home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally would like to see them. I know Magic fans and would probably like to see the Magic, but I just don't know how much I trust the Magic at that number seven seed going against the Raptors. Well, let's let's get right into it. The Magic are one of my teams when we talk about burning questions going into the playoffs, right? So my biggest question for the Orlando Magic is, what's the point? Literally, what's the point of making the playoffs? I know you haven't done it in the wild, so maybe you want to get your fans something. But I've talked to a couple Orlando Magic fans, and they say the same thing. What's the point? Vucevic may walk this offseason, and then you're back to being a lottery team most likely. So why not just be a lottery team now? Even if it means you got a 3% chance of that first overall pick, it's still a 3% chance you get Zion or you get somebody else that's very, very good. But if you turn out to make the playoffs and by your track record draft, not that great you know what i mean so what's what's the point because right now they're with the seventh seed yeah. so they'll go against the toronto raptors and i'm guessing all of us are picking the raptors in like four or five in that series four. so like what's really the point of making the playoffs this year because they've been like right when they haven't been right there they always start off hot they right always start off really good they look like they're going to be a potential playoff team and then they always fall off and then they end up being bottom bottom feeders so now they're there so why not why not just get there? Let's get there. We've always been so close. Why not just get there now? Or maybe, <clears throat> to your point about the 3% chance, it's like, hey, we're not getting one of those top guys. We're not getting a John Morant. We're not getting a Zion, more than likely. Let's just go for it. You know what I mean? Because if we go for it um, and, and have a first-round exit, our draft pick might be as close as to where it was going to be. So if they don't make the playoffs, they might get a 13th, 14th pick. Because they almost made it. But if they do make it... They got like 16, 17. It's like, you know, we're in the same range um, unless a miracle happens. And they might want to get... Maybe they have... You know, some people have that false hope and false Mm -hmm. uh, belief. Even if they did make the playoffs, nobody's expecting them to go far at all. Right. So... Does this build on them keeping that, trying to keep that team together? Well, that, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how many of their current pieces that are playing big time minutes for them are part of the long term future? Like John Isaac, Aaron Gordon, but who else? Vucevic. I think I think it starts with Vucevic. Whether maybe they or not, like or whether or not they they sign him to get him traded. I think it all starts with Vucevic in I, terms of their plans for the future. To be honest, if they can bring this team back, uh, like we're alluding to, bringing Vucevic and. You have Fournay, Aaron Gordon, and, and, I mean, even Terrence Ross, he, I think, has one year left. So he's even somebody that they have to worry about leaving because I would imagine him trying to go to a contender team. You know, mm-hmm. the Sixers could use him or something. But, um, yeah, I, I don't understand it either. I really don't understand it. Um, let's look at their last, what they have. But they uh, also have Markel coming back. Yeah, true. That is true. Which, we, yeah, we don't know much about. But, we yes, Obama's going to come back. Yeah, eventually. Um, the last two games, I mean, they're going to have to win. They're going to have to play some bad, some playoff basketball to close the season out. Uh, and they they are a decent team, but are. just long term plan wise, it's just it's just very up it's been murky like that for a few years yeah. now. For actually a long time, I think they've re- this is like they're selling with the roster that they have. This is their selling facts. Like they're they're, facts. Never, they're never going to be better than what they are now. <laughs> They have the the Celtics tomorrow, and they have the Hornets on Wednesday after beating the Hawks uh, last night. Are those they're the last two games, right? Yep. They got two games left to season. It's crazy that we're about to hit the playoffs. Playoffs literally start next Saturday. Yeah, that's I'm crazy. I'm, I'm ready for it. I've been waiting for it for a while now. Looking at this roster, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you, you, we alluded to or, or gave him his credit last week, Michael Carter Williams. Uh, has been good, good yep. with them. Uh, DJ Augustine is a, is a veteran who has playoff experience, but outside of that, uh, Terrence Ross on a Raptors team maybe got some playoff experience and made it to the second round. But it's a young team, so I mean that could be something. Maybe they want to get a young people uh, some experience. I don't know. Um, making the playoffs is never a bad thing for organization. Yeah. So that's a, that's another way to look at it. And like like Derek said, this. This has been their their ceiling. They haven't. When the last time they made the playoffs? Last. Dwight Howard. Um, 
I can't remember. It, it might be. So. If it that was be. it last time, if that was like the finals then, wasn't it? Yep. No, <laughs> they might have made it after he uh, after they lost to the Lakers. I'm about to look it up because now it's going to bother me if I don't. Orlando Magic playoff history because I feel like they made it one time after Dwight Howard. Because Oh, wait, no, because J.J. Redick was with Dwight Howard. The last time they made it was 2010-2011 season. Which was I got 2011 2012 season. They got they lost in five against the Pacers in the first right. round. I, I dismissed that team because they were 37 and 30. So uh, they just they barely made season. it. That was a lockout, lockout season. season. Yeah. yeah, so none of their teams were playoffs. Right. So I'm going to just look at like who was on that roster that they made the playoffs that year. So they had Ryan, and this was the last Dwight Howard year. So Dwight Howard was on this roster. Quinn Richardson, Is Smith, Hedo, but he's old, 33 years old. Jameer Nelson is at 30. So this team barely made the playoffs, but they 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 made it. Yeah, because the highest win share person on that team was Ryan. And Dwight Howard didn't even play in the playoffs. They're. T- who do y'all think their top scorer was in the playoffs? I'm going to read y'all some options. You had Hedo, Quinn Richardson, Jason Richardson, JJ, Jameer Nelson, uh, DeAndre Liggins, Chris Duhon, Glenn Davis, or Ryan a- uh, Anderson. Who was their top point per game getter in that five game series against Either the Pacers? Ryan Anderson or Jason Richardson? Jameer Nelson. Jason Richardson. It was Glenn Davis. He averaged 19 points per game in those five games. Oh, he took advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> that boy, he took, he took advantage. That big bowling ball. 19 and 9. So, yeah, they haven't made it in, what, six years? So, you know, that's that's a bit of a drought, especially for a team that before that was making it every year. Eastern Conference first round, Eastern Conference first round, Eastern Conference finals, lost in the finals, uh, semifinals. So, I, I mean – they just don't develop their draft picks well. I mean, they traded away Victor Oladipo. And he turned out to be very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they traded away Alfred Payton. And, and though it was late in the season, he's been playing really good. I mean, the minutes don't count that much. But, like, I can see him potentially taking a jump where not, not all-star type jump, but that he's a quality starter. That they probably would be needing right now. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, they do have some talent. Uh, Aaron Gordon has, has progressed. It's been slow, but he's progressed. Uh, Jonathan Isaac is he looks good this growth. season. Um, they they need a they need a big second year from Obamba, and mm-hmm. I think they need Markel Fultz to come out and be anything. The yeah. only way they're going to get that big second year from Obama is to let Vucevic walk. That's a good point. I think it's a way that they could coexist because I don't I don't know what I mean by big big second year from Obama is just any production because I mean when you're looking at his numbers right now, he played 47 games, averaging six points, but he also didn't rebounds. play that many minutes though. So. Yeah, he played 16 minutes. Um, I'm not sure if they can coexist. Yeah, because neither one of them can shoot. No, I don't mean on the same floor together, but, I mean, you you don't have to bring Mobamba in and give him 35 minutes off the jump. Both of them can knock it down, though. They both have okay jumpers. Yeah, they both can shoot. Because, I mean, Vucevic is only playing 31 minutes. So. That's not a lot. Huh? That's got to be, like, top 10 in the league, ain't it? 31 minutes? Yeah. I don't think so. Because I think Bradley Beal leads the league in minutes right now, and I think he's averaging, like, 34 minutes. That's it? Yeah, like mm-hmm. people are people ain't getting that uh that rep, yeah, especially if they want to be in the Lou all day yeah, minutes. Yeah, nobody getting those Luol Deng minutes. Nope, I'm a, 37 is where Bradley Beal is at. And that's leading the league. Leading the league at 37 uh minutes per game. Okay. And Bradley Beal has not missed a game this entire season. Okay, somebody else throw out a team that, that their biggest question for them is. Well, who is who is uh right above them? Let's go in order. You got the the magic, which was do I have the Nets? Yes, I have the Nets. My biggest question for the Nets is just the the youth and experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, you have to make the playoffs, number one. Um, and their last three games are against the Bucks, Pacers, and Heat. Like KB alluded to, they have the toughest schedule to end the, to end the, uh, end the season and try to make it to the playoffs. And if they do make it to the playoffs – I don't know what to expect from them because who on their team has any playoff experience? They're, yeah. they're guys that they're going to be leaning on. Jay Dudd. Um, yeah, Jared Dudley. Uh, <laughs> Alan Crabb has playoff is, experience, think, but he's out. A, yeah, I think it's another one of those teams that they just want soon as they, or they hope to make the playoffs and hope to take that experience and move on. Because this is a team that, like you said, this is a young core, and, I, and you can see them staying together for the next few years. 
and continuing to develop. They missed the opportunity where they needed to stay so they could play the Pacers <laughs> in the first round. Yes. And if they were, were to have been able to stay there, they would have been able to probably advance. But the Pacers have also dropped too. Yeah. So, um, Do y'all follow J-Dud on Twitter? No. Yeah, he'd be just giving people tickets to games. He, he's a good follow. Um, so after the Bucks beat the 76ers, right, they clinched like the best record in the league. Yeah. And J-Dub quoted that tweet. He's like, so Giannis resting, right? Because yeah. they got to go against Giannis next this week. So, like, is yeah. he resting? Because they, they desperately need that win. They I'm do. pretty sure they're going to rest him and Bledsoe probably. You think so? Because I think Giannis, Giannis still trying to, he's right? still trying to keep that MVP campaign going up. He needs these last couple games. And we're going to get to him. We're going to get to him. Um, but, yeah, that's just my biggest question for the Nets is the youth and experience. Um, unlike the Magic, I can see why they would want this. Like Mike said, they, they have a young core that's shown some promise this year, um, which has been great for them because it's real rare that you have these young players. You have so many young players that show bright spots all together in one season. I remember the beginning of the season, it was like Karis LeVert, then he got hurt, Spencer Dinwiddie did his thing, got his extension, and then D'Angelo Russell came out and, and, and took the rest of the season by being an all-star and most approved player candidate. Uh, even within there, you had Jared Allen um, doing his thing. Um, Karutz. Yes, uh, but Joe Harris was a three-point shootout winner. Joe Harris is old, though. Um, true. On the low. Like, um, like he's just turning really, like, pretty good, but he's, like, 28, 29. Yeah. But they also got some good vets. Like, Ed Davis is a very good vet. Ed Damari Davis. Carroll's a good yeah. vet. They they put together a very good roster. That's some right there. That's some playoff experience right there. Uh, Ed Davis and Damari Carroll. And they just got extensions, right? Kenny Atkinson and his Kenny entire Atkinson, staff yeah. just got extensions, which is great because they've been doing a very, very good job over there. So their whole movement is kind of the opposite of the Magic. They all going into, you know, um, they all going to take this playoff experience and use it because they lack experience. And when you're going against a team right now, they'd be going against the Bucks. Um, they would They would need some experience because I don't think any of them, like what's going to be the answer for Greek Freak? I don't think any team has that answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> but especially, especially them. Yeah, is Damari the Carroll getting the assignment? Like, uh, 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 I don't know. Maybe they just take Jared Allen on them. You're right. Actually, yeah. Yep, that's they, definitely their yeah, plan. That's good because I got a quote. Uh, Giannis on centers defending him. That shit doesn't work. So... <laughs> Um, I like that he blocked Joel Embiid the other night. He did it four times. Yeah, but I meant the big one, the one oh, at the yeah. rim. Because what Joel say, I'm the most unstoppable force in the NBA. Giannis was like, okay. Giannis hey. said that's the title that he shouldn't give himself, that he yeah, should let other yeah. people give it to him. Which yeah. is a, fa- it's a fact, you know? Um, but that's really all it is for the Nets. I think it's a good thing that they're making the playoffs. I'm rooting for them to make the playoffs, even though they have the toughest schedule down the road. I would love to see them in the heat. Um, obviously, Dwayne Wade's last year. We, we all want to see him get in there. Um, but like Contreras said, like KB said, it would be a big disappointment if this Nets team end up not making it after having such a good year. Yeah. Next team. I got the Pacers. Okay. And I think their biggest the biggest question for them is who's going to step up and take over, not in terms of just for Victor Oladipo's absence, but who's going to step it up when some, when the, somebody on the team is struggling, such as Bogdanovich played last night, and I think he had a rough shooting performance. Who's going to be that next person in line yeah. that's going to you know put up you know, 15, 20 points or maybe even have a big scoring outburst game to help them get to the next level? Without Victor, I don't think that this is you know an Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. team or anything like that. They could be out in the first or second round, probably. Mm-hmm. So I think they got to just take this year and go for the experience. Because, like I said, a lot of these other teams, including them, have a, a core that they're probably going to keep together for the next few years and hope to just keep building on in terms of reaching to the, to the finals. They better, they better pay whatever Bogdanovich wants. Yeah. Because if he walks, it's it's a little bit scary there. But if he, but also if he walks, they have enough money for like a max guy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. But I don't know if they're gonna get a max guy in Indiana. But like as far as your question goes, that's that's a very good question because Bogdanovich has been very very good for them offense and defensively. They're very defense, good for them because teams are gonna offer him money. Like teams are gonna. Be oh yeah, him. the way he's been playing for the past two seasons, teams are offering him money. Imagine the matter if the Blazers could get their hand on him. Oh, yeah, they don't, don't get me excited. On yeah, show. they ain't got the money for that. They got to get yeah, rid of Evan Turner, Mo Harkless. They, they, they got to do a lot. They money for nothing that they need, but I'm, you know, just throwing, like, he would be a good guy. Isn't this the last year of Evan Turner's contract? No, he's got one more after this one. Thank I'm pretty you. sure he's got a player option. And uh, Evan Turner's not ex- that declining at 18 mil. Um, as far as the Pacers, um, they have some options to pick up some of that scoring slack if uh, Bondanovic and when he doesn't. Um, <clears throat> 
be the main guy. I mean, I look at Tyreek Evans, and I think he would have to add something. He's been bad this Uh, season. Yeah, last night was tough for him as well. Um, I think Wesley Matthews, you you would have to ask him to knock down some shots. Yeah, I think Wesley Matthews is going to have to be one of those big supporting casts. I don't see Thaddeus Young coming up and and becoming a big-time player for deep in these players. I don't know what Miles Turner is going to become. I mean, I don't know him going outside of his shell and coming, you know, a 20-point type of score or something in the playoffs. It's just I don't know if they have – I know they have a lot of players that's going to play hard. I just, just don't know who's just going to be that guy. I don't up. think they need that. They need that guy, but obviously it's going to be by committee now. They have to do it as a team. They can yeah. no longer rely on one person. They got to come out. Yeah. They got to execute plays. They got to get everybody involved. They can no longer want, rely on one person to go and get them a bucket. Would that be enough against the Celtics? Do they have this, uh, any chance? Yes. Yes. Because the best thing about them is they defend like crazy. Yeah. Like they can win a game where they put up 87 points in the, in the NBA. Like that's crazy. Do they have a chance because the Celtics? Hell yeah. But am I picking them? Probably not. Yeah, because, I mean, last night, but I only had four points in 24 minutes. Um, Thad only had 10. Corey Joseph had a nice seven and eight. Wesley Matthews had 10. Um, when I'm looking at their bench, uh, Doug McDermott had 11. Sabonis had 12 and 6. Aaron Holiday had 11. Tyreek had 12. That's the type of thing that they would need to continue to do. I mean, that's to me, that's enough from the bench. All you need at this point is your starters. For, yeah, Bonanovic to put up more than four points, and Thaddeus Young can't give you 10. But, you know, if, you, if you're able to get 11 from Aaron Holiday, Doug McDermott is giving you 11. I mean, I can, you gotta t- uh, you gotta be able to take that. You gotta mm-hmm. that, that's a lot from them guys, uh, and, and I think Sabonis usually would have a better game than twelve and six. Um, I think that series will go like six or seven. Yeah, it has the potential to. Yeah, it has the potential. I think a lot of these series have the potential to go six or seven in the first round. Yeah, out in the Especially east, out in the west. Oh, in the west, hell yeah! But in the east, I don't know. I feel like a lot of those series is four fives. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a nice matchup though. That's gonna be a real real, real fun matchup. Um, Who's got next team? I'll let Who's you get it? next team, but I know the Nets and the Hawks are who the Pacers are closing. The uh, well, Derek, pick one of your teams because I don't know if you gave a question just uh, yet. Celtics. So I got the Celtics, man. So I said Gordon Hayward. Can he be that twenty point score in the playoffs? Um, he really has to. The last two games, he's been okay. He's been yeah, twenty five and mm-hmm. twenty four one game. And also, I said. They got to have amnesia. They got to forget what happened in the regular oh, season. I like that. They got to come out and they got to just figure out that this is a new season. We're going to put everything behind us. All that drama that happened with Kyrie, all that's in the past. We're going to come out. We're going to get the job done. And they just gonna, they got to just play good basketball now. They can't worry about what happened in the past. <laughs> Gordon Hayward is one of the reasons why they, you know, uh, were able to win so easily last night. He did have 21, like you said. Um, they are on a three-game winning streak, and they're going to close the season out with the Magic and the Wizards. So they might – it's a possibility that they go in the playoffs on a five-game winning streak, and they might not want them neither. Um, I, I had seen a stat about I'm going to Hayward, and when he had hit his first shot during the game, he had shot like 50% on the game. But if he misses that first shot, he shoots like only 30. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so he, it depends <laughs> He's got to see it go win first. How he starts off. Wow. Hey, Brad Steven, draw him up a play to get a layup yeah. every game. Oh, every game. Last, last time, time they drew up a play for a layup for him. <laughs> I don't know about that. That was a lob. That was a lob, <laughs> not a layup. We're going to get him a layup. No, he, he's been very – he's been pretty good recently. He's been way better than Marcus Morris has been. So my question is how does Brad Stevens manage that? Does he just say, Marcus, you're not getting – because he's been averaging like 31 minutes a game. So do you only get 15 he minutes? A, yeah, but he gets a decent amount of open looks. It just doesn't fall. For and him. I think Marcus Morris brings that grit and defense that they need in that lineup. I understand that. Him and Marcus Smart. Yeah. Yep. So I don't think Morris is a guy that you could just take out of your lineup because then your your team loses that intensity. He's like that energy guy for them. Mm-hmm. And he said some he said some big shots too. Yeah. They're the most intriguing team because I can see them winning the East or being eliminated in the first round. Yes, it's it's, it's <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. I've never thought of a team like that. But here we are. And it's because of the inconsistency that we are talking about. Um, I'm looking at Gordon Hayward, 21 and 25 the last games, but in the game before that he had 11 with a negative 10 uh, plus minus. Uh, he had a streak of games where he had a 9, 3, and 3, and 6, then 30. So, uh, I mean, and it was against the Warriors. Where he had yeah, I remember that game, so yeah. It's, it's very inconsistent because one of the games he had three points was against Washington. 
and he played twenty. Uh, he played twenty four minutes. Regardless, though, this is a step in the right direction. I mean, we knew it wasn't going to be instant. He was going to get on the court and be the Gordon Hayward that he was. So if he takes this playoff run to just be show more glimpses of what he was, and the next year he comes back and he's very good. Then I think that's a W for the for the Celtics, especially if like Kyrie leaves or something, or, or Al Horford leaves it. Yeah, but, I was gonna ask, what do y'all think needs to happen for him to? I just think he needs his, he need to get his bounce back. I think after a leg injury like that, sometimes it takes longer than just like a year. Yeah, sometimes it takes a little bit longer, and you can see it now that he's getting more confident because like when you come off that injury, you're scared to re-injure it. Mm-hmm. Facts. So now he's like coming into it, he's molding, and now he's getting his confidence back. Part of me wants to say a change of scenery. I would, I would like almost trade say, him. Yeah, I would say it would be better for him if just if Kyrie left and it, he it's became more team? of a yeah. There's more of a his team type of dude. Wouldn't it be more so like Jason Tatum's team though? I mean, he would still be a larger option than he would have played this year. And I think I don't think he's like a, a Katie or James Harden where he's going to try to take twenty yeah know, twenty plus shots. But I think he's definitely a guy that you could put the ball in his hands. In times, uh, he's a very good playmaker in a Joe Ingles type of way. So he could be a ball hand on a pick and roll, or he could come off screens and, play, and kind of play make for you. I think because he he seems like a Boston type of guy, and I think mm-hmm. he could work well with Brad Stevens in terms of he's not yeah. a ISO dominant type player. He's more of a play he's trying, he's within more, offense. Yeah, because yeah. he did that in Utah. He was more within the offense. He wasn't like getting the ball and like dominating it. I just think it's super interesting because if Kyrie resigns, then he will be traded. To New Orleans, most likely, in the Anthony Davis trade, because they need the money. You know, they need the money to match. Y'all know Gordon Hayward signed a contract for thirty plus million, so him and Jason Tatum go to New Orleans for AD. With some picks, some picks. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely some picks because they're not just accepting that straight up. Next team, you mean to you? Uh, let's talk about the Raptors. My big question is. Y'all could probably guess which Cal Lowry we gonna get in the playoffs. Last year's Cal Lowry, pretty damn good in the playoffs. But years before that, Cal Lowry, pretty damn bad in the playoffs. So he automatically gives off. He automatically has a track record of being bad. Even if he had last year being good, the world always will see Cal Lowry as I want to say a choker, but just somebody that underperforms when the lights are really on. Yep. So my real question is, if we get last year's. Cal Lowry with this year's Pascal Siakam and this year's Kawhi Leonard, this team will win the East. Cal Lowry is their X factor for me. A lot of people said Pascal Siakam is, and I can understand that, but they need their second all-star to play like a second all-star. And there are some times where he just loses it. As far as he'll be wide open, he's a very good three-point shooter, but he'll get in his head and he won't take the shot, especially when the playoffs comes around. It's, it's so mind-boggling, but it happens. So we need him to be confident in order for this team to have that deep playoff run. And I think having Kawhi there is going to take that pressure off of him because Kawhi, can, he's proven that he can carry a team through a series. Mm-hmm. He did it in San Antonio. So now Kyle Lowry doesn't have to really like rely on himself. He can now just give the ball to Kawhi. If the game's close, the ball's in Kawhi's hands regardless. So I, I don't really think that – he will be a big X factor, but I think Kawhi is going to carry this team. How far this team goes depends on Kawhi. Uh, Pierre, P- me and Pete were talking about it, how deep they, that Toronto's Raptors team was. And I think this year this team is a little bit different in terms of they don't have to rely solely on Kyle Lowry to be that secondary guy. It, they have a lot of people that can step up for yeah. him, even if he's struggling. So even if he comes out in the first round, he, he struggles a little bit. Second round, he finds himself. By the time they get to the Eastern Conference Finals or even the Finals, he should be able to find his rhythm. And I think it's he's going to be able to help that team a lot. Yeah, I agree. And because, because when you have Kawhi, who's a different player than DeMar, um, you now have a Pascal Siakam. You know, if Kyle Lowry does have moments where he's struggling or he's – you know, in his own head, you have you have much more to rely on than in the past. It's kind of the it roles like, and then yeah, him. It was like a one-two punch, and then you got Valanciunas, who yeah. may show up or not. You don't know if he's going to play in the fourth quarter because his defense is kind of suspect. Right. So now you kind of have a Kawhi, Pascal, then Lowry. But if Lowry not even doing his thing, you still have Fred, Fred Van Fleet. You Danny still have Green. Danny Green, OG Ananobi, Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka. You have a lot more that you can rely on, which should help Cal because now it doesn't feel as much pressure being put on him. Um, Pascal can make some plays for him. He doesn't have to carry the load of making plays um, because I know that was a big burden on him because, you know, it was pretty much DeMar 
uh, going off or Kyle Lowry having to make plays and make big shots. Um, but now that they have a better offensive system, in my in my opinion, with Nick Nurse, you know, it's a lot a lot more things that he doesn't have to shoulder and can maybe open up the game for him and have, you know, a better playoff series. And they will be going against who? The Nets. The yep. Nets. The Nets. And, they, yeah, I like their defense. I like Marcus. I just like this team a lot better than past years. Um, They're my Easter Conference Finals winner. They're my Easter Conference Finals winner. Yeah, I would love to see them. I don't know who I would love to see them go against. Um, but next team, uh, I did the East last time. I go West. Um, the Utah Jazz. Um, thing about the Utah Jazz for me, the biggest question is their X factors. Um, Joe Ingles, Derek Favors, uh, Jay Crowder, those guys. I think whoever they play, um, and it's looking like they're going to be playing the, the, Blazers. the Blazers. It just depends on who gets the one, or who gets the home court advantage. Um, those guys going to have to perform. Um, also, Donovan Mitchell is going to have to be ready to come and play. Uh, the one person that I'm pretty pretty sure is going to do what he does is Rudy. Um, but I think it's just all about Joe Ingles and, and Derek Favors, the supporting cast. I think those guys have to show up. And my, my second question is Ricky Rubio's health. He, you know, um, for some reason can can never really sh- uh, get past that injury bug. Right now, I think he had a quad injury the other day. It's always like hamstring and quads with him. Yeah, so uh, they don't have Dante Exum, uh, who's hurt again. So point guard play and, and the uh, – Consistency of Ricky Rubio. Who are y'all? Really who are y'all picking in that series right now? We're gonna do an entire pre-playoff episode, but like in that four-five matchup, I gotta, I'm gonna go Blazers. Yeah, I would go. I, I, no, nah, I would go Jazz just because Blazers don't have Nurkic. I would go Jazz too. I think the yeah, I'm going with the Jazz too, just because they feel like they would grind it out with the Blazers. It's gonna be tough for Damian Lillard to score, especially with a little bit more of that a little bit more um, attention drawn out to him, just because they're kind of shorthanded. Yeah, but. When I'm watching him, he does it so differently. He do he does. He, it he attacks it so differently. That double team off the screen. He comes like he's more confident. You sounded like a fan right now. No, no, I'm, I'm not. But he he doesn't fold under pressure. He doesn't get frustrated. Yeah, I, I gotta admit, Damian Lillard looks. I don't know. He he's taking that step in like maturity as a guard yeah. in the NBA. That series against the Pels last year, I think, humbled him and made him understand like there are certain things you just have to do differently. So you think that. You said he evolved his game from last year? He did. You can see it. Like, his playmaking has definitely evolved. In terms of, like, his IQ and his yeah. understanding of the game. For the Blazers going forward, I didn't even think that that was the biggest thing that they needed. I think they needed help. Yeah. yeah. That's CJ needed. But I think Dame averaged, like, 14 points in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So and CJ did, too. They both were bad last year. I think they need to see. I think CJ is the one who needs to make that step. Uh-huh. He's been injured, though. We got to get him healthy, first of all. Because uh-huh. he's missed the last, what, two, three weeks, right, Derek, yeah, or something like that? He's got to get back in the game shape. Yeah. So the answer it's just, is now your starting center, who is, you know. Is double, defensively, double, he's going to get killed yeah. by Donovan Mitchell. Um, I and then after that, you're really relying on Amino. And, and Yeah, see, I had them as my team. I said the entire roster. That's your yeah. that, that's your burning look, question, the entire roster. The entire roster. Go, go, go look, right into them. Yeah. look, bro. Last year we saw the backcourt get completely shut down. Uh-huh. So I can't just make them the big question. And then when they tried to get the others involved, the others were not involved. The others <laughs> couldn't do anything. Literally nothing. So and then Terry Stott sometimes drew a bad plays. So and then it's just like everything just needs to come together for them to work, make this work. Because like the whole roster is a big question. Especially have, without, Cant- I mean, not Cantor, without um, Nurkic. Yeah. They do have some options better now with, at, at the depth. Position. Yeah, Zach Collins. Rodney Hood. Zach Collins has Rodney definitely Hood, improved. Seth Curry, Zach Collins. Uh, Jake Lehman has gotten more minutes. Miles Leonard has been okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Mo Harkless. Why, why he look like that? Mo Harkless, <laughs> Mo Harkless let me, let me has improved. Let me hear some of the stats, because that, that, uh. No, like you, you can't just go off stats. Like when he's playing, like you can tell. <laughs> him and Miles, him and Zach Collins come in and they just like play that energy ball. Yeah, I mean you're right. Miles Leonard has gone up from three points to five. Uh, he has gone up from two rebounds to three. You know, so remember like a couple years ago when it was uh, Myers Leonard and who was the other? Who else did they have at center? 
I'm trying to, it might even Mason Plumley. But yeah, it was Mason be like they're two bigs, and we yeah, thought Myers Mason. Leonard was going to become a, a better player than what he is. Hell yeah, I, th- I thought he was going to be a much better player than what he is. <laughs> and then they made that trade, and both teams won that trade. Nurkic went to um, Portland, and then the Plumley brother went to Denver, and he's been very good in Denver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rare case I mean, everybody uh, winning. Miles Leonard is shooting 45% from three on two attempts. So. He, ain't, he ain't missed a three this entire month, Derek. It's one of one. <laughs> so let him let him start. Let him run the run the offense through Miles Leonard, and they may beat the Jazz. You know, and yeah, if CJ come back and is healthy, I think this is just a dangerous team. Mike, even without Nurkic, see, I don't see that. If they had Nurkic, I I feel yes. you. I yes. feel you. But without Nurkic, I can't I can't see this team being when super watching, dangerous. When I was watching them last night, I had tweeted. I said, "Man, Nurkic, we miss you." <laughs> <laughs> like, like this team with Nurkic is a good team. That team's yeah, that team's well good. Rounded. And I, I'm I'm mad that he not mad at him obviously, but I'm upset <laughs> that that happened to him because I I would have loved to see them at full strength, but we won't. Because that rim protection is just not there. People yep. are just going at Cantor. There's no respect for him at the rim. There's a reason Cantor. To switch his team every couple years, and it's because he can't play defense. Offensively, get the offensive board, he go back up, he do his thing. But on that pick and roll defense, or just guarding any big man, he just struggles. We'll be looking at what Dame, CJ, uh, Mo Harkless, Amino, and Nurkic, and off the bench you have Seth and Rodney Hood and Canton. They go that voice when he's Zach, trying to make it sound real. Zach good. Collins. I mean, it's, it would be some things going on. You know, Evan Turner can place a point forward off the bench. Oh man. Mike. He had a, he had another closer triple double the other day after yeah. um after we gave him a shout out for doing it going five for five or something like that you know he didn't miss a shot he had another one off the bench that was really good but I don't remember the exact stat line I was like is Evan Turner gonna start playing very good or or no yeah, what if he come in the playoffs and pick up that load can we expect that? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it we need somebody we need somebody without Nurkic oh he had thirteen eleven and twelve so he did have another triple double yep. I mean, hey, those triple doubles. Shout out to Russell Westbrook while we're here on triple doubles three years in a row. Regardless of what you say, that's an incredible feat. And it's hard to do. It's literally hard to do. There's a reason there's only two people in the history to do it. But he's done it three times, three seasons in a row. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Next team. Mike, you throw out one of your teams. I got Denver. Okay. What what you got about Denver? Can this young team make some noise in the playoffs? And I kind of looked back. And I, I didn't even know Mike Malone doesn't even have any, like, head coaching experience in the playoffs. So you think about a Jokic, who's their star, doesn't really have it. Gary Harris and Jamal Murray don't really have that either. Uh, Paul Millsap is okay. He was on that same Atlanta Hawks team. Mm-hmm. That He's been to the conference finals once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's a real, like, sad vet. Mason Plumley, who he also brought up, I think he's going to help them a lot in the playoffs just because he, he's a very solid NBA player. And I think he's going to be one of those kind of like X factors in terms of can he get those extra possessions for them or is he going to be a big defensive player for them? Because I think that's what they're going to need to kind of keep that grit going in because I think a lot of those um, more older teams are going to go at those young guards. And I think, yeah, especially because Jamal Murray and Gary Harris are only about Mm 6'4". You know, they got to keep up with a lot of the quicker guards and a lot of bigger guards that are going to be kind of trying to take advantage of them. They got another guy that went to the Eastern Conference Finals that you didn't mention. Isaiah Thomas. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. Wow. That boy not playing another minute this season. Wow. Uh, I'm surprised your question wasn't about Jokic's defense and how can you hide him defensively. Because I think that's the real question. I guess it kind of depends on what team they're going against. He does. Right now, who would they go against? I mean, I know it's still... The Spurs. No, right now they go against the Thunder. (laughs) Yeah, I think they would. The Thunder would definitely try to get that matchup to where he's guarding Paul George and Westbrook the entire game, and they're going to try to expose him. That's interesting. I feel like they could just get a a full head of steam and just kind of go at him. See if he he could pick up a foul and not get him in foul trouble. I need Jokic to stop losing his cool. When the playoffs come around, he got to keep it cool. He's a hot. He's definitely a hot I head. I think he's. I think he's getting frustrated that he doesn't get the superstar calls. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think that's what's getting to him. Because sometimes he gets mad, like if they don't call a foul. Like yesterday, like somebody hit him in the head to knock the ball loose, and he got frustrated, he got heated. So like, there's certain things like that that he just gets mad about. There's been plenty of times where he committed a foul so he can argue with the ref. You know, like he'll score, yeah. and he would think he got fouled. He'll foul a point I've guard of, just to talk people. to the ref. 
LeBron's done that. I've seen like all the stars have done that. I've seen them all do that. Russ, Westbrook does it like a lot. Yeah, if, if we had a, a stat that tallied the frustration fouls, Russell would probably be the leader of that. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing for them is is that they just don't have the guy down the stretch that is is the guy. You know, if they're gonna have close games against the Thunder down the stretch, we know who the Thunder guys are. It's Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Uh, who is it for the for the Nuggets? Is it Gary Harris? Is it Jamal Murray? Paul Millsap hit two game winners this season. So it's always I, somebody I, I, different. Like, I think, last I think night Jamal was Tor- Murray's got to be that guy. Last night it was Tory Craig. See what, what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to rely on Tory Craig <laughs> lay down the stretch, but maybe that's a weapon because we know who the ball going to. With a lot of the teams. Like, we know yeah, Damien getting the final shot. It's a gift and a curse. Because, like, we, yeah, we know Damien's getting it, but that's what he does. So, he has that. And sometimes when a team doesn't have that, they always try to go out there and make the best play. Mm-hmm. And we always see something where it's like, oh, the play broke down. Whatever you do, do not get a ball to Mike with five seconds left. That is the point. What? We try to go out there and make a play, and then we got some bonehead. This is lose his damn mind. One for three on game winners ain't too bad. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not that you just won for three. It's the fact that the two that you missed were terrible shots. It's okay if they're good I mean, looks. Hey, I, well, we're not talking about you it. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I got to take it. And it seems like you miss 100% of the shots you do take, too. Um, shot throw on my next team? Yes. It's Clippers. Okay. Um, can you trust the youth? Because y'all know they got the sh- they got Shaman, they got Shaquille Alexander, they got Zubak. These are three players that have played big on their team, especially after the, after the All Star break where they've been killer. Can you trust these super young players once the playoffs come around? Like right now, they'd go against the Houston Rockets. Can you rely on Shaquille Alexander, guard, and Chris Paul, even though he's got the length and everything? To you think he'd be okay against Chris Paul, but he still doesn't have the experience of guard and Chris Paul in a series. So that's my real question because they got the coach and the coaches are stellar. The vets are very good, but it's can you rely on those super young players? I think they could. I think they're just gonna rely on their vets. I think they're gonna have to roll out Lou Will. Lou is gonna pay heavy minutes, um, and I think they're just gonna have to. How far? How good he is gonna determine how how good they are. Uh, for me, they they they're in a situation where you know they're in a win win. You know they really don't have anything to lose. Making the playoffs and, and doing everything that they've done this season has been a surprise and it's been a hell of a ride. So beautiful. They're that's about the, to almost won fifty games. Yeah, that's the best mindset to keep to keep going with. I think no matter who they match up with, uh, probably more than likely will be the Rockets. But I think they have to have that same mentality. Um, just keep going. Just just keep fighting. We ain't really have nothing to lose. We have a deep team, a deep roster that that benefits them. So if they're young guys. Um, are struggling or, or the experience is getting to them, they do have other options. They do have Patrick Beverly's. They do have Lou Williams. They do have Gallinari. Uh, Montrez Harrell has been good this year. Pat Bev, please come to Chicago. It would be a good matchup, though, um, with Clippers and Rockets and having yeah. Shea and Patrick Beverly guarding James Harden. Because well. they play defense, you yeah. know. Um, they're very Pelicans-esque. This team's about to win like fifty games without like a. Star, they got traded for each other too, which is crazy. Well, they were in that deal, Patrick Beverly and Chris Paul. Were they? Yeah. Yep. Chris Paul went to the Rockets. Pat oh, yep, yep. You, you, you're right. Yep, you're right. Patrick you're right. Beverly was James Harden, like you know, secondary guard because he didn't yeah. really handle the ball at all. I remember that big shot he hit in the corner the in the playoffs. Yeah. I forget who they were going against, but I remember that that clip. I remember that clip. Shout out to Patrick Beverly again. Come to Chicago. We need you here. We need you here. Um, but I just feel like regardless of what the matchup is going to look like in the Western Conference, every single one of these series are about to be great. And that's what you ask for. I think the Warriors are the only team that could potentially just, like, sweep the first round. Dang. I guess your Spurs? Yeah. Yeah, same. Sadly. Yeah, same. <laughs> Steph Curry put in them contacts. He shot 8 for 10 from 3 last night. It's the GG for the league. It's, it's really that's it. If they can get up to the eight seventh seed, then they have a potential to advance to beat the Nuggets. That's the, that's the series I would like to see. Yeah, give me those vets versus the young fellas and see who win it all. Because yeah, the, the young fellas get, got more talent. We would get Thunder Warriors first round. Thunder, first Thunder round. Warriors. I'm scared for either one. Warriors and four. Both of those teams can beat the Nuggets, but either one of those teams are going to get swept by the Warriors. Um, well, I don't think the Thunder will. No, I don't think they get swept either. My next team is the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and my biggest questions for them is, is their depth, how much they can rely on their depth. Um, Jonah Bolden getting they, big minutes yeah, and they, stuff. They right? have, yeah, they have some options, but at the same time, it's, 
it's confusing um, who they pick. Like, I, I'm a fan of Mike Scott. I like what Mike Scott brings to the team. Jonathan Simmons has his nights. But, you know, sometimes they rely on James Ennis and Jonah Bolden, like you just said. Then they, the other night I seen him playing Shake Milton against the uh, Bucks. Yikes. Uh, Zaire Smith is now in the rotation again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, congratulations, Zaire, for getting back healthy and getting back in the league, man. That's, um, that's what's up. Same thing with Lonnie Walker. He also is playing minutes yeah. now, too. So. Yeah, I saw that, you saw that dunk. Yeah. A dunk attempt. No. Dunk attempt. Yeah, the attempt, <laughs> the attempt to dunk. Then my other question for them is their offensive matchups. You know, is you, you have to keep that in mind because of how teams will play Ben Simmons. And how they play Ben Simmons leads to Joel having to shoot more threes and play around the perimeter more and takes him out of the paint. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler and who's going to close the game out for them. They have a lot of questions and a lot of things that's going just, on. That's definitely the scariest thing about them yeah. is the Ben Simmons no jumper. And, like, the way they played him last year was crazy. And ability to shoot free throws. Yeah. Yep. Because down the stretch, if he touches the ball, teams can just foul him. You remember that week where he attempted three three-pointers in the same week? Yeah. And he just he was 0 for 3, and he's like, fuck this. And he just shoot no more <laughs> after that. <laughs> he shoot no more after that. And they're another team that, you know, on the, on the road, they're below 500. They're 19 and 20 on the road, but 30 and 10 at home. So they're going to have to find out ways to, to win. They're so big. They're also big. a team that can win on the road. They are, but they're going to have to find out ways to do it. If you, When you got JoJo, I think you can win anywhere. They're so big that what scares me is that they don't. I think Bill Simmons said this. But, like, they don't have a a player to guard the smaller guards. You know what I mean? Like, as good as a defender Ben Simmons is, he's not doing nothing with Kyrie Irving. Oh. Kyrie Irving get right past him. Jimmy Butler, he's he not keeping up with Kyrie Irving. So if they match up against the Celtics again, mm-hmm. I mean, this time Kyrie's playing. The Sixers always, except for the last game, the Sixers always kind of fold when it comes to playing the, uh, playing the Celtics. Like, it's the something Celtics about always it. just come out and, ball, and play some different type of basketball mm-hmm. against them. What did Joel Embiid said? It's not a rivalry because they kick our ass every time. And that's, that's a like, fact. That's one of the most humblest things I've heard him say. Yeah. Because usually he just talks shit. Yeah. But he came out and just said it. Oh, he right. talks shit about himself when he don't perform, too. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. one of the best things about him. They have Jimmy Butler now. They have Tobias Harris now. So, I mean, that, those are the two uh, biggest things they have going for them against a team like the 76ers. I mean, other than that, though, they have they have a lot of questions. They have a lot of questions. Um, Does this team, like, not even just Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler, but do y'all agree that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, it's possible that they could be moving on from each other or they could be, one of could be traded away? or Yeah, it, it may be Because think I about get, how long this process took for them to just be like, all right, after like two, three years, they're like, you know what, that's not even it. So I had a, a 76 fan ask me that exact question. He He's already ready to give up. After the season, after the season, like if they we hit the playoffs and teams are guarding Ben Simmons the way they guarded him last year and we win it, lose a series because of it. He's ready to move on to build around Joel Embiid because as cool as they are together, it's not like they're a perfect fit for each other. Like, I'm sure they could make it work, but like they want to try to find the perfect fitted guard for him. And that's probably a guard that can shoot the ball at least a little bit. Yeah. Take that extra defender away from him. I've seen another Sixers fan say, you know, let's let's sell on Ben Simmons while he's high. Yeah, and get a big return for him, and just put it all around your will. Wasn't Giannis matched up with Ben Simmons last night when he was leaving? Ben, ben, Simmons, ben Simmons, Giannis was clamping up. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. literally leaving Ben Simmons to help out. When you have a big, another big seven footer like Giannis coming to help out on JoJo, <laughs> yeah, you know how like, hard that is to that, score. That yeah. sounds like a rough time. <laughs> <laughs> but in my eyes, I'm looking at these teams. Like, what team could give you a good return for Ben Simmons anyway? That can get like that can help you. Like, I don't see it. I literally don't see it. Unless they trade him. To the Lakers. But what do they get in return? Brandon Ingram. Mm. Lonzo. Does he still need to We saw about shooters. Is he on a contract? Like He's on his rookie contract. Yeah, he's, he's on, still on his rookie deal. If they, had, if they had him signed, try to see if, you know, uh, they he, traded for Kemba Walker. And he signed to one of those big where he's on four Like years. a signing trade is what you're uh, talking about. Kemba would fit perfectly with yeah, Joel. I think Kemba could fit the, in, the Kemba could fit in any system. Yeah. but yeah, I mean, It would just work better because Joel Embiid is such a – such a dominant force that first it would take the pressure off Kemba a lot. Two, it's just you have to guard both of them in the pick and roll. So Kemba is going to go get buckets in that in that type of situation. I bet Vince Simmons would be sad as hell. What if they sent to Phoenix for for <laughs> for? <laughs> <laughs> for <laughs> yeah, who, what other guy could they get it for? D Book. 
They not traded what? D-Book. What? He done did too much for that city already for them to just trade him nah, like that. No, the reason I said that is because I like the last few days I've just been seeing people talk about that all the time. Like, man, Darren Booker, I feel so bad for him. I, do, I feel bad been, for him. He's been uh, with... What if they... Did what, he sign an extension? Or is, yeah. Oh, yeah, he signed that max, so it's, it's a GG unless he requests a trade to go to the Timberwolves. Um, what about Damian? Ben Simmons for... I don't think they're trading Damian. Look, <laughs> look, he's I, mad as hell just thinking no, about it. Like, I think Damian Little has hit that spot where he's almost like untouchable, unless you're getting some type of turning point player. Yeah, because Portland is yeah. his city. Yeah, but I was just thinking about guards. Ben, I mean, the Kimball Walker one is really good. And honestly, listen, listen. All right, let me be. Let me play Elton Brand for a minute, the GM, right? Or maybe he's a VP, whatever. So we let um, Tobias walk. We let Jimmy walk. We call up Kemba. Yo, you may be on. He may make an all NBA team, right? So he can get the super max with the Hornets. But the Hornets not winning you nothing. Come here. We're going to trade Ben ass and we're going to get you some shooters. You, Joel, and some shooters. Make this deal happen. Now, where is he going? Uh, For some shooters, he can go to. um, I don't know. I think they could just keep Tobias. I don't think Tobias is going to demand a max. I think he will. Uh, damn close to it. That's some team is going to get him. Some team is going to get it to him. Um, right, exactly. That's why he but turned he down the extension. Said, like, when he got traded, and right now he's just focused on winning, and he's happy to – like, winning is his main priority. Of course he's going to say that. He's not going to come to a new team. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for my money. Right. Jimmy Butler said the same thing, but we know damn well Jimmy Butler won't close to that max. Yeah, I don't know any options for Ben Simmons that 76ers will feel good about. It, it would yeah. have to be like – a super young team that you could sort of like solely playing around Ben Simmons because him without that you from a super young team is a question. I don't know. I mean, maybe some would John Wall it's work? A tough question. Yeah, it, it's kind of talking about shooting. Yeah, but John Wall is not. A, he's not a terrible three point. He'll at least attempt it. He's not. I don't know. I think we spend too much time. We'll, we'll have a whole <laughs> video or a whole episode about offseason moves and stuff once we after the playoffs, obviously. It's hard to find a trade for Ben Simmons. It's it is. That, that. That, that fits, right. Um, who's got the next team? Is yeah. it on me? Yeah. So my team is the Warriors. Talk, talk to them. How can you make this, this championship impressive? Because if they just win it, it's just like, okay, the Warriors won. How if they go sixteen and zero? Are we looking at this season a little bit differently? Hell yeah! Yeah, ain't no way in hell they going sixteen and zero. Yeah, that's a tough. Task. <laughs> that's a tough task. The first, but, the first round okay, but the second and the second and third. Right, round. but that would make it an impressive season if they go right now and they win every series in six and they just win the championship. It's just like yeah, a blast it, season. It we'll forget it. It would definitely make that. But if they go on sixteen and zero, then you're like, damn, this is the best Warriors team we ever seen. Which mm. makes sense. They got fucking five All Stars, but you get what I'm saying. Like, how do we make this just a, other than just a normal Warriors championship year? That's, that's just the real question. Because they're still the favorites. And I, if I'm betting my money on it, I'm putting it on, on them. You're, you're a smart man. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I, I really don't see any questions with this team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to make up questions for them when they're just well-rounded. Then you got to step into context. Yeah, let's just, Warriors, we, we know what y'all doing. Move to the next thing. All right. With the Bucks, okay. Let's see what you got the for the Bucks. For them is, is real simple. How far can can they translate? <laughs> and like a Bleacher Report article, how far <laughs> can, can their can their regular season success translate to the postseason? That's that's kind of what I put too. For them. Yeah, that's a real good right. question because they're so young. Yeah, last year they got to the playoffs and they left early, and I think we we kept talking about it is. They should have won that series just because they had Giannis. They had the he best was player. a superstar, and he needed to be the best player and help, you know, and, and get pushed that team past that. I think they lost to the Celtics, right? Lost to Celtics. Yeah, this year. They're just going to win on the road. Celtics right? without Kyrie. Without, without Kyrie, without Gordon. 60 win team. Yep. They got an MVP. The only 60 win team. MVP on their team. Yep. Arguably the best player in the league right now. Uh huh. It's just how far is they going to go? Can they consistently hit threes in the playoffs when the game is slowed down and teams are mm-hmm. buckled in defensively is what's going to figure them out? I think they have a really good mindset coming into there, especially I think Eric Bledsoe. Um, if you think about his past and what he's kind of been through, this is his first time playing a, a crucial role in a contended team, and I think he's ready for it. I mean, you think about his stint he kind of had with the Suns and how they weren't performing well and how he wanted to get out of that city. I think this is time to prove it. 
he's worth the money that they paid him and that he's worth, you know, their investment. Chris Middleton, if they played Detroit, he might to go get a, he might to go against his team that kind of dropped him, which I think <laughs> is kind of funny. Brick Lopez is having one of his like best seasons in terms of his fit to the team. Like he's he's relevant again. You know, I think they're they're set up for a good postseason run. Do y'all trust them enough to pick them to win the East? No, I gotta put my heart on the rap. My heart is like saying Raptors. I like the Raptors, but the Bucks have the guy that I think is the MVP. You know, I changed my answer. I think Giannis is MVP. He just does so much. Um, and I think they have a really, really good roster. Um, even when you talk about the bench, um, they've been giving DJ guys like DJ Wilson some more opportunity and responsibility. They still have George Hill, um, Sterling Brown. They've given opportunity to him, have made comfortable. And I think a lot of those guys just play well off of Giannis because he takes so much pressure um, off of them and he puts so much, so much pressure on the defense. They, they just get uh, you know regular open looks, open looks that they just got to hit, mm-hmm. knock down. They don't have to do anything. <laughs> Out of the ordinary. I got a tweet the other day after that game against the 76ers. Somebody tweeted at me saying, this is why I think Giannis is overrated because he did nothing in the last five minutes of the game. And Which game? Against the 76ers. Whoa. And that bothered me for the simple fact that he did a lot in those last five minutes. Like he got a block on Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. He made the pass to George Hill. Sterling he made Brown. the pass to Sterling Brown. He did a lot. Just because he didn't put up 10 points in the last five minutes doesn't you know, but his impact six, was there. Six was also missing their closer, Jimmy Butler. And, Jimmy Butler. and, the and that game was really close. Derek Blesso got ejected very early. Oh, some dumb stuff. Next next team. I, I'll go. I got the When Spurs. is Nico coming back? Literally don't know. Nico, Powell, and um, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> they just, terrible time to get injured. Well, Shout out to Ursa. Like a week or two ago when they said that Malcolm Brogdon had like six, six eight, eight weeks. weeks. So yeah, maybe he yeah. comes back second round. I, 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 I'm pretty sure the Milwaukee can get out of like the first round. They should it definitely. Depends on how they get him back the second or third round in the long run. And if any of the series get extended, if they can get lucky and some of these series get extended and they just have to wait, then they, they get lucky. Next thing. We should have nominated him for ultimate role player, by the way. He slipped past my mind completely. Who? Malcolm Brogdon, 50, oh. 40, 90 club, yeah, right? Yeah. Did, he, did he officially make it because he got he injured? 50 from three, though. 50, 40, 90. <laughs> yeah, 50 oh, my bad. Kind of my bad. Yeah, my that's, bad. that's ridiculous. He was shooting 50% from three at one point. He was. Um, I'll just quickly check. Uh, 50, 40, 92. He okay, made it. Okay. He made it. Shout out to him. How many games? 58? And 64 games. Okay. So, like, that's, that's very, very good. Ultimate role player for sure. I just didn't think about it because he's injured right now. Yep. All right, Derek, what's your next team? DeRozan. For the Spurs. <laughs> the, the team, DeRozan. For the Spurs, DeRozan. Because he's known, he's built up this bad reputation of being a choker in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if he can come out and put all that to rest, then I, I think I think they can go pretty, they can do pretty good. Because they, they, they they're going against the Warriors, yeah, so I don't know if they're going pretty far. <laughs> they could probably win a game or I mean, two if he least, plays least good. They won a game last year without Kawhi, so yeah. they, they can take a time, game. Like, he knows his role players are coming to go. Like yeah. You can't get better role players than, than the San Antonio role players. Yeah. And Patty Mills. That, that's what right? I was thinking when he said DeRozan. I think this time around you have a better uh, situation for him. Um, when we talk about the Spurs, yeah, Aldridge is a better, better coach. Cold guy than Kyle Lott. Yep. Um, do you have Rudy Gay? The best coach. Uh, yeah, you get the best coach. You actually have a system. Um, and he's just doing more. So, I mean, I think it's harder to ice him out of a game like the Cavs did, I want to mm-hmm. say, uh, or just really focus in on him because he's not just looking to score anymore. Yeah. In the past season, we've just been looking to get to his spots, the mid-range jumpers, and, and score, 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 score. But now that he's playmaking and doing different things, they're using him in many different ways, I think that can open up his game more. Um, but, you know, tough for them that they, they're going to have to play a tough team in the first round. So uh, I don't know if it's much that he can do uh, if you're going up against the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, if you get matched up against the Nuggets, that could, that could be a situation that they could uh, they take could advantage, advantage of. of. Yep. The Nuggets or even a rock, rock. I mean, uh, Let me look at their remaining, the Spurs' yeah, remaining schedule because I feel like it's pretty easy. I think they got two lottery teams. They play Mavs, against the Cavs. Mavs. Mavs, yeah. So they if they win those two games, boom, they're up. And can play the Rockets. And play, can play, Do they have the tiebreaker over the Thunder? Uh, I could not tell you. Yeah. I could not tell you. I'm not completely sure. But um, – 
Actually, I can't tell you. I can just look at their four game schedule and see when they played against the the them and if they won or lost. But they, they have the tiebreaker. Two one over them. They beat the Thunder twice this year. So boom. So they get up there. I think I, they would definitely rather play against. Yeah, I think the Nuggets. Every team wants to play the Nuggets <laughs> in the first round, which is sad that they're the number two seed. Facts every though. Team will want to play them. Facts though. Who's got the next team? Or did everybody go? I, I mean, I have the Thunder. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, my question for the Thunder is just Paul George health. Because we've seen when Paul George is rolling and playing at an elite level, uh, everybody had him in, his MV, in the MVP conversation. The Thunder were a different team. And then once the shoulder, you know, problems start happening, he starts shooting the ball <clears throat> worse, and the, the Thunder got worse. And um, they, they need him to get to get back to that form. They're 4-6 and six in their last 10. They have won their last two. Uh, which they need at, at, at this point of the season. They're closing out the season against the, the Timberwolves, the Rockets, Rockets and, the Bucks. and the Bucks. So it looks so. like the Spurs is looking really good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really is, though. Yeah, you're right. But Damn with right. the Thunder team, you never know, because they yeah. they're the type of team that could lose to the Timberwolves or mm-hmm. beat them by 20. The, 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 the thing the I like about the yeah. Thunder is even though Russell could have a bad game, Paul George could have a bad like shooting game, they still take enough shots where they could still have like forty points to have a big game. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I say they always have that chance against teams that's like against the Warriors or something like that's gonna put up big numbers. Like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Because PG was eleven for twenty four last night, but he had thirty points and they won. So it's like so that's a good, a good game. Supporting cast. I love Steven Adams. I like Schroeder. Um Jeremy Grant has grown tremendously before our eyes. Terrence Ferguson. Um Terrence. <laughs> You love Terrence Ferguson. Wasn't he your ultimate role player? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He literally just gets spoon-fed the whole game. Yeah, that one-for-one one last night was... <laughs> I mean, maybe it was an easy, nice, easy pass. Little layup. Little last I even like Nerlens Noel off that bench uh, yep. at times. Uh, even uh, Abdel Nader has his moments. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really with Paul George, man. It's really with Paul George and the, the health of his shoulders. Yeah, his what? shooting determines their whole season, which is crazy. What about you, Mike? You got one last team left? Yep. You know I got the Rockets. Okay. And I had a lot of questions for them. Damn. <laughs> okay. First one is, can they? Can this backcourt just stay healthy? Chris Paul and James Harden haven't had that track record where, you know, just it might not even be a full – like a full time injury or something where they go out, it might be like a sprained ankle or something. I'm very I was about to say, yeah. James Harden's like a juggernaut. Yeah, I don't know James if I've Harden's, ever seen yeah, him get James James Harden's Harden's James Harden usually is like the person that kind of slows down in the playoffs, except for last season. So he's missed like three games so far this season 72 last year, 81, 82, the 81. Question's on Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah Chris Paul is the, is the big one in the terms of staying healthy. James Harden's question is kind of can he sustain his scoring with more. The, the defensive focus on him for, uh, throughout a seven-game series. And is he going to um, keep his stamina up to where he could keep that scoring going? Is his role players going to you know, be there to knock down the shots? Is it going to end up like last year where they miss 20-plus threes in a row that ends up losing a big game? It's a lot of questions for them. but that's also, That also goes into like bad coaching. Yeah, yeah. The 20s yeah, plus Yeah, because Mike D'Antoni doesn't have a good track record either in terms of uh, postseason playoff. Post playoff success. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm gonna let my team is twenty plus threes and not draw up a play to get something else. The thing I like about this Rockets team compared to last year, and I know they miss Trevor Reese and everything, but they have more players suited to what they do. I like the additions of Austin Rivers, Iman Shumpert, uh, Kenneth Fareed. You brought back Gerald Green, and you still have PJ Tucker, uh, even Daniel House. Who came out of nowhere? He took they, got Kenner, they got Kenneth Free shooting threes. <laughs> he took Melo's spot. They just got a bunch of guys yeah. who don't mind sitting around the arc waiting for James Harden to kick the ball out to them, and they go on the other end and they play yeah. defense. The Rockets have a lot of ifs on them, but the way they composed their roster this year and the way they played, I feel like the dominoes can kind of fall in their favor if it's played out right. Mm-hmm. If they make shots, that's essentially what it is. If they're making their threes, they're very hard to beat. I miss Chris Paul. Yeah, I miss Chris Paul. But even they're also a team that they can get out to a hard, hot start, and then they could just blow the lead. That's just how streaky they're shooting. Yeah, is. yeah, that they're live and die by the three. And at sometimes some point, it don't you're fall. not going to keep hitting your threes, and the other team's just going to come right back. Yep. So, is that also, also at the Pistons? Oh yeah, throw out your Pistons. I was wondering, like, we missing something? Uh, I had their front court play. Just, just essentially, just Blake and Drummond. Just. Oh, I think the opposite is what you need to be worried about because Blake, Blake and Drummond going to bring it. Yeah, I but Blake, like Blake has had that track record also of being like a playoff choker. 
No, just injuries. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the Detroit seems like a team that a lot of teams just didn't want to go, like wouldn't want to go against because it's a lot to handle down low. I mean, they don't have that big of a sporting cast, but if you got like two big men attacking you all game and you got to crash the glass for the whole game because Andre Drummond is kind of relentless, it, it's going to take a toll on you. Yeah. And I think we got two last teams, and that's the Hornets and the Heat that nobody had because they're not in the playoffs right now. But with the Hornets, I guess my biggest question for them would be um, – after Kemba, yeah. like like what's I mean, Jeremy Lamb? Lamb Jeremy Lamb hit two game winners against Toronto, but like other than that, like their team is. If you take Kemba Walker off that team, that team wins twenty one games. If that, that's why he was my MVP, one of my top five MVPs. <laughs> you you just made my case more relevant. So is Devin Booker also one of your top guys? Can you take him off the Suns? They a five win team. Yeah. No, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they're not even close to playoffs. <laughs> and then um, the Miami Heat. Um, most of it has to do with Wade. You know, like, do you do you want Wade in the playoffs one more time? You I know? do. I do. Yeah, I do. That's not like he no he no scrub out there. But I think I asked y'all this one more t- like last week or a couple weeks ago. Like, don't y'all want to have like a game where Dwayne Wade take all the damn shots like Kobe did? No, I don't. Y'all don't no. want to see that? I would love to see Wade. I, mean, I was like, I don't just, think that was just like a Kobe type moment. But, but he yeah, and he needed shots. to too. He needed to. They to get them that win. He had to do what he had to do. Crazy enough. I, I'm actually a fan of the Heat team. I like the way they, they, they roster is composed. Uh, they've been inconsistent and had some injuries and things, but I like them. I like, you know, Richardson, Drogic, uh Wade, and Bam, and James Johnson. And I just like that they hold their hat on their defense. They just like, they're going to come out and they're going to play good defense. You're forgetting one big fella. Hassan White said? No. no, no. Mo- I mean, not Mobama. Bismack. No, still wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even. I'm giving up. Oh, left hand Keller. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, what is going on? Point Justice. Oh, Justice one. Yeah, true. You saying that like oh Justice Winslow? Right, that ain't right. nobody. He just, he just cycled through like three I, different. I, names. I like what he said. Oh, Bismack oh, is a funny one. <laughs> Bismack. I was trying to say Bam. Oh yeah, I had already said Bam. Oh. And I think that's it. That's all the team. I think we hit every single team. So those are our biggest burning questions for every playoff team. Still waiting to see what the seeding is going to be like. But we are super excited to cover the playoffs for y'all. Yeah, it's going to be exciting playoffs. Uh, hopefully we, everything that we are anticipating forms into life because I think we're going to have some real good series. And I think actually these last couple games are going to be a lot more bigger than we expected. So I'm anxious to see that. And hopefully... <sighs> The Heat make it. (laughs) I hope they make it too. Through the wire.